Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. EA Play happened. It was kind of whatever. But more importantly, Blizzard sucks. Yeah. They're, uh, they're, uh, there it is. They're on a good good track right now. I mean, I don't know about good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you see that? Uh, this is completely random, not video game related. What well, kind of? Well, that's not how we really. start the podcast. That city in China that got th- a year's worth of rain in three days. Nice. Yeah, it was. It's pretty bad. That's a lot of rain. It, well, yeah. well, it depends. What's a year's worth for them? Uh, enough to where like tunnels that would normally, oh, okay, you rain. know, be housing vehicle traffic filled yeah. with water and people drown and all that fun. Okay, stuff. Okay, yeah. So a lot of rain. Yeah, yeah. Because like, like some places a year's worth could be twelve inches. Yeah. No, they got like um, I don't know. There was a story. There was a uh, shop owner who their entire first floor flooded and they had water up to their chest. It's a lot of water. Yeah. Sounds like fun. I mean, uh, you and I have different versions of fun. I live a boring life. You know? What is this podcast called? Gamers 2 Podcast. Waiting for it. Your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and not about current events generally. But you know, we'll keep it fresh. Um sprinkling some things that might pique our interest. How many things did we sprinkle? I don't I don't know, man. That was just a, you know, random hand gesture. So, we oh, sprinkled you're in just salt bang. Yeah. Random random things into the conversation. A little little flooding in China. Little uh, what else? A little bit of flooding over here. A little bit of natural disaster over here because there's fires all over the West Coast. That's normal for them, though. (laughs) Yeah, right. That's just Tuesday. Yeah, that's just you know gender reveal parties and 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 people and yeah people. Oh, what's the other terrible news that I read this week that I didn't like? Oh, because of COVID, there's an influx of people traveling through the um, uh, national parks. Right, which was happening, yeah, last year. Mm-hmm. Is it the one where somebody hit a bear? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Somebody speeding hit a, through and hit a cub, bear cub. Yeah, and they, apparently it's happened a few times. Yeah, because it that was like, sent me in like a fit of rage one the other morning. I don't know. Oh why. yeah, well that goes to me just being like, well, shut down the national parks. I mean, I think Fuck we should people. just, you know, these people. 
they got to ruin it for everyone else. Yeah. So shut them down for a few years and then actually limited access them. Yeah. Which is what they were before COVID and everybody decided, everybody, their brother decided to go through them. Speaking of COVID things, let's just derail the entire thing. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of COVID things, I was debating going to PAX. Yeah. But my debating of going to PAX was debating doing it quickly. Like sprinting? Like fly out Friday early, do whatever I can Friday, do whatever I can Saturday, leave Sunday morning. I mean, that's almost like a normal PAX. Kind of, but that's four days. I'd only see two. Yeah. Like one and a half. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking I could probably get through everything the way that I normally PAX anyway. It just means I'd skip most panels, probably, and just yeah. You show only floor. do the things you wanna um, absolutely want to, and it, it would be the only way that I could justify affording it. But I'm still not positive that I want to do it. I, I like the idea in a novelty aspect, but I mm-hmm. don't think I want to do it. Um, my current thing. I also haven't looked at flight prices, which would change literally everything. Yeah, I think that uh, my my opinion. Is to not do it, save the money for something that pops up during the year that you might want to go to. Save the money. Look at this guy. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and then uh, I almost sent you a. Uh, there don't, was don't uh, give me hope. <laughs> there was a sale on uh, the AMD processors on sale recently. Oh yeah, well the one that I've been looking at's been four ten from four ninety. I think I saw it pop up for three seventy five or something like that. No, that's not I was bad. gonna send it to you, but then I was like, what I was gonna send you was the fifty nine hundred and be like, don't be a bitch. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, yeah. Anyway, save save the money for an event that'll pop up. You know. Yeah. 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 During well, during the year, and then you avoid. I mean, you've done packs. This is probably gonna be a weird year. That's There's the whole thing. Delta is variant is... thing, and we all know how dirty all those people are. Yeah. Oh, God, they're terrible. So. Which is somehow, which is surprising when you think that I survived one in February before the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when you, which is even funnier when you think that I survived that and the Texas trip in which I was in Chicago six days after they had a confirmed case that they had somebody locked down that went through the airport. You... <laughs> It's I, like an episode. It's I, like a Mr. Bean movie where I like walked, you're like stumbling through disasters, and not even realizing I it. The line so hard through that entire thing <laughs> because I had to get stuck in Chicago too. That was the thing. It wasn't like I was just hitting my connecting. I was supposed to hit a connecting, and then I got stuck overnight. <laughs> That's how I found out because we went to the bar at the hotel, and you see the news pop up, and my buddy, my coworker, and I look at each other, and we're like, "Ah, oh, <laughs> shit, this is gonna get worse, isn't it?" <laughs> And then I went to Boston a month later. <laughs> she, I didn't, and I still didn't hear anybody any like reports of anybody coming out of PAX with it, or at least like there was no email from anybody of like, hey, there was a chance that somebody there had it, so please go yada yada. There was nothing. Yeah, but I came back from PAX, and then two weeks later, hey, uh, everybody go home. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy uh, times. And then you caught it, and I didn't. Yep. What legends? Yep, still can't taste this this Coke. Disgusting, by the way. So well, because it's just carbonation. It just and... tastes like just like I can't even describe it. It's just gross. 
<laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah. So that's the podcast. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> you imagine um, if we put out ten minute segments? If it just the entire idea of do the entire podcast, but in ten minutes, how much do we actually ever get out? None. Does I mean, the podcast we, end. Like if we just made a joke of to hard cut ourselves at ten minutes and then release that, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, just see where we were. <laughs> we wouldn't be able to. That all. It would like people would be like, oh, video game news in ten minutes. All right, let's check it out. And the then bonus, it's like literally, like, like talk about China and bear cubs. And... Yeah, like actually, in an, in an entire off-topic reference, we should make fifteen-minute uh, clips that are just us rambling, so that way people, when they have to go on their fifteen minutes, can just play it real quick and be like, "That was my fifteen minutes," and then end it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so if there's things you want to do to distract yourself from this podcast. New release video games might be the answer. Things like Akiba's Trip Hellbound Debriefed for the PlayStation and Switch. Uh, Observer System Redux for the PlayStation and Xbox. Orcs Must Die 3 for the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Scrap Garden for the PS4 and Xbox. Death's Door for Xbox and PC. And Pokemon Unite for the Switch. Noise. Play a Pokemon MOBA. Or the uh, beloved Death's Door. Um, I just saw a topic on Reddit about Pokemon Unite. It's not in the doc. Is it the one that I saw? That I was referencing directly in our conversation? Which one was that? Did you what? Remember when Dewey and I were going back and forth yesterday? Yeah, I was kind of half paying attention. Yeah, I figured because you saw Pokemon, it tuned out immediately. Yeah. Uh, you saw Pokemon, MOBA, and microtransactions, and tuned out. <laughs> yep, said some generic microtransaction comment because there was a lo- there was a very long post in the Nintendo Switch subreddit. That was, was it about like loot boxes. It was about the microtransaction setup and schema of the game, where it's like it's offensive how it's set up. So this one, I think someone dig they they. They basically found out that you are capped at the amount of loot boxes you can get in game without paying right, money. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The other guy didn't have like that science, but he had the breakdown of like some time to earn mixed in. But yeah. he didn't have like the true cap science. I think they so, said like, yeah, fourteen. It's probably, it's probably that guy saw that post and then went actual science, and then now we have two. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like fourteen, and then after that, you have to spend real money to keep getting loot, the loot boxes, which. I guess they're significant to gameplay. Like they're kind of like a re- requirement for the game. I don't know. Yeah, because like I said, they probably if they're the ones that I think they are, they make you literally stronger. Yeah. Good times. It's called pay to win, kids. Yep. Um, get mommy and daddy's credit card and swipe away. Literally, that. that's how you that's how you get things on the Switch. You take your credit card, you try to swipe it through. If we tell them that, it won't work. We'll be okay. Until the next version of the when Switch it, it or <laughs> the, the Switch Jack will have a card reader on the top of it. <laughs> instead of Switch, uh, instead of Switch OLED, it has Switch NFC scan. Mm-hmm. Actually, the current Switch has NFC scan because of the Amiibos. Oh yeah. So I wonder so. if you can NFC scan a credit card on the shop to pay for things. Apple Pay. Um, odds or evens? Um, evens. Even Steven, number one. My name's not Steven, and I'm pretty It is odd. now, Nathan. Uh, you fuck. 
<laughs> Nintendo took to Twitter to deny claims that its margin will be higher with the Switch OLED compared to the current model. It also clarified that it has no plans to release another Switch for the time being, essentially denying additional rumors that a Switch Pro is still in the works, which any company would deny those rumors so they could sell the models they have available now. Um, blah, blah, blah. Okay. In uh, in a story from last week, Bloomberg said that the Switch OLED was estimated to cost around $10 more per unit to make, uh, which would mean increased profit margins for Nintendo. Okay. I mean, are we surprised? No, I mean, we're not surprised. That's just how it has to be. Yep. Yep. And, like, whatever. I'm not even going to waste my breath. There's other things we're going to have to talk about anyways. All right, number two. An overwhelming number of orders caused problems for Valve when it opened pre-orders for the newly announced Steam Deck. Many users struggled to get through the reservation progress process, either encountering error messages about the transaction itself that they had... What? Transaction itself that they had attempted too many purchases in the last few hours or that their account was too new to make the reservation. Some users were told reservation may or may not be successful even after completing the process. <laughs> uh, it's up to you. You figure it out. <laughs> uh, the first round of pre-orders is expected to ship in December, arriving in Q1 2022. However, reservations for the 256 gigabyte model have been pushed back to Q2, and orders for the 512 model are expected in Q3. Uh, tangentially related... Valve is planning on replacing a big picture mode with the UI from the Steam Deck, which, as far as I'm concerned, was basically big picture mode. So what what does that mean? I I think people who care more about this than us have noticed differences. Yeah, it's probably like, ooh, it does this slightly better or differently. Yeah. Like, okay, sure. Uh, It also has um, uh, a standard M.2 slot, I guess. It's not the... The hard drive memory, whatever you want to call it, is not soldered onto the device, so you can, you can theoretically upgrade it. Yeah. Which Valve said was not their intentions for it to be upgradable by the user. It was they put it that way for repair purposes. So still nice either way. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. I still want to see the breakdowns and everything. That's all. Yeah. Teardown will be fun yeah, to watch. For sure. Um, Teardown and then will it blend? <laughs> <laughs> but can it play Crisis? Uh, Game Developers Conference organizer Informa Tech announced that next year's show would return to being an in-person event after two years of virtual shows. GDC 2022 will see the conference return to the Masson. Is that how you say that? Masson, Muscone Center in San Francisco from March 21st through March 25th. I mean, I have no idea how you pronounce that. But hey, cool to see that it's going to be returning to an in-person event. We'll Uh, see if that stands. Yeah. What he said. Because I'm not convinced. Especially in San Francisco. Yeah, I I don't know what's going on anymore. I just don't know. <laughs> uh, let's keep going then. 
Number four, Tencent has announced it has taken a majority stake in Swedish game developer Stunlock Studios. The studio will continue creating games with no change to its business structure while receiving Tencent's strategic support. Stunlock Studios has developed titles such as Bloodline Champions, Dead Island Epidemic, and most recently, Battle Royale. I think this is the only Tencent thing we have in this week, but there was a slew of things that Tencent either purchased, bought a majority stake in, or took a minority stake in this week. They're kind of um, spreading their tentacles about, uh, which has caused some questions. Oh, you mean that China's just spreading around? Yeah. Then there was a thing with Super Hot as well. Super hot. They removed... Um, apparently, they removed the, the part where you kill yourself in the game. Oh, that is... Yeah, I forgot about that was a part. Yeah, so they, they, they they removed that. Um, and there was like a whole thing for that as well that was kind of related. I don't know. Uh, number five... <clears throat> Uh, Teamy Studio Group. Is it Teamy, Timey, Timmy? I'm going to go Teamy. That works for me. Uh, Teamy Studio Group has opened another AAA studio in Montreal, marking the company's third location to open in North America. Teamy, owned by Tencent, is best known for working on popular mobile titles such as Call of Duty Mobile, Honor of Kings, and Pokemon Unite. Call of Duty Mobile was a great game. Like it, it surprised. I played it when it first came out, and then everybody went and got Bluetooth controllers and hooked up to it and played that way like a bunch of scumbags. Um, but it was impressive for what it was. Yeah, I remember looking at it, not really playing it, but looking at it. Yeah, I believe we talked about it when I was playing it on here. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, anything else? Uh, no, okay. Number six, Netflix has offered more details on its expansion into the video game sector, which will begin with bringing mobile games to its subscribers. Uh, Polygon reports Netflix COO Greg Peters confirmed these games would not have in-game purchases or ads. Games are expected to be included in Netflix's paid membership at no extra cost and will be based on IP the company has already created for its TV and film projects. Okay, so like Stranger Things mobile game coming to Netflix subscription. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that works. Maybe they'll do some sort of like uh, Telltale style. Well, I think there is a Telltale Stranger Things already. Like I, I, what, yeah. I'm, what I'm referencing, I think exists. Yeah. The, the, is there Stranger Things? It's probably not technically Telltale because they don't exist. Yeah. But yes. They're just the first ones I could think of in terms of like a Netflix IP already. Um, Bridgerton. (laughs) (laughs) Most watch uh, Netflix TV series. Yeah. Yep. I was really disappointed when I saw that. Uh, Number two was The Witcher. All right. 
The movies? All right, so here's the weird thing. So there was a a graph that came out. Is this like yearly? Uh, I'm going to assume so. Or maybe I think it might just be all time, actually, because it includes Stranger Things in it. So Hmm. it was like views all time. All the movies, like all the top ones, I don't think I've ever heard of. And it's just Netflix only, like Netflix's properties. Uh, Ah, okay, okay. So that was fun. Anyways. Um. <clears throat> oh, sweet! I get this one. This is perfect. I don't. You're gonna oh, love this. Oh. Uh, according to a new report from the Consumer Technology Association, over half of all households in the U.S. own a game console. Forty-one percent of that total owns an older device, while twenty-six percent of those surveyed have upgraded to a PS5 or an Xbox series. Uh, 30% of those surveyed say they want to purchase a game console in the next 12 months. For those looking to purchase new consoles, 21% plan to buy a, quote, next generation console, while 15% intend to buy a, quote, recent generation console. You want me to repeat any of those for you? I want you to put this on that penis-shaped rocket Bezos was on and send it to the fucking moon. Jeffrey Bezos. (laughs) You did it. Congratulations. Uh, The issue I take with this... Here we go. There's one massive issue, and it's the issue... It's it's one of the biggest issues I take when these things happen. Mm Mm-hmm. What is it? Do you uh, know? Sample size? Right. Exactly. Tell that? me what the number is that you surveyed against. I don't I don't have an answer for it. Right. I know you don't because they will never tell you. They'll be like, according to this survey, it turns out that all of the households are like, we surveyed 1,000 people. It turns out that uh, 501 happened to be that. So we're going to extrapolate that across, I don't know, 3 billion people. And you're like... How many? Um, That's not how that works at all. How many people are in the U.S.? Is it like three hundred million or something like that? I'm probably. curious, like what? It's probably more than that. We want? Do we want to guess U.S. population? Um. Yeah. Go for it. Over under or? Ah, uh, sure. I mean, I'll I'll ballpark five sixteen. Okay, I'm just going to stick with my first Million, number. To be clear, not 516 people. Yeah. That'd be great. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm sticking with my 300 million. Yeah, 328.2 as of oh, 2019. Right. I remember a 300 or like a 200 number from years ago, and I figured we would have, you know, tripled that apparently by now. So, like, to get a. A good survey of of the United States, the whole I need, U.S. I need at least a million people. Even a million people wouldn't really give you. A uh, yeah, lot. I know, but I'm telling you, I need at least a million to uh, to begin to justify. Not saying I it does justify, but it begins to justify. It's probably closer to like ten. I would say it's. Yeah, because even what you said, one million, right? I said at like the minimum one million to have some type of legitimacy, and then that wouldn't even like, be one percent of the population. Yeah, 
you'd be, have to be like closer to probably like 10 million people surveyed. And even then, I'm still not convinced then. I think we should move to have those questions added to the next census. I I also move for the motion that anytime somebody does one of these, they have to put the exact number of people they surveyed. Um, I don't need to know who. I just need to know the number you surveyed. Because I know you didn't. I know you didn't survey a hundred and fourteen or no. Oh my god, my math. Not a math pod. Uh, it'd be interesting to see. 168 million? 168 million. Is that half? 164 uh, yeah. million. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's 328. I'm going to go with 164 and ballpark it then. Okay. It'd be interesting to see like the uh, ethnicity divide. Like if there, if it messes, like if there are certain ethnic groups or whatever that have way more game consoles than others. I'll take show me a breakdown of of maps by state. Yeah. And then then do the population density to consoles. So I can just see like if you see the cities, some place in Montana's flaming red because it has one person to one console guaranteed ratio and you're like <clears throat> every does every person in Montana own a console? No, there's like seven of you, but shit. Um, consoles based on state, like, GDP. <laughs> uh, consoles based on their loyalty to the union. <laughs> consoles. Texas has zero. <laughs> <laughs> consoles, uh, owned versus guns owned. <laughs> <laughs> that might be... That consoles might be. owned versus affordable healthcare costs. Um... Per state. <laughs> uh, take a guess which one wins that. Consoles. <laughs> consoles versus dogs. How many consoles can you afford in one ER trip? Oh, that's a good one. Per state. Per, per state. Per, yeah. per state. And we're saying you go to the ER for like a broken arm. Actually, that would probably be really interesting if you did it per country. Because like some con- cons like Brazil, like... Consoles in Brazil are like stupidly expensive. Yeah, but like if you go to Canada, the ER trip doesn't cost you anything. So. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It'd be really interesting. To like, you get a free console. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we fixed your arm. By the way, here's an Xbox. Play this while you're recovering. Number eight. Yeah, eight. Konami has made some changes to its long-running football franchise, dropping the Pro Evolution Soccer branding for eFootball and making the game free to play. The Japanese publisher will launch eFootball this autumn as a download-only game that it plans to expand over time. The new eFootball, continuing the brand produced, or sorry, the brand introduced in 2019, is still developed by the same team that did PES and has been rebuilt from the ground up in Unreal Engine. It launches on PlayStation 5, Xbox, Siri, PlayStations and Xboxes, and PC this autumn, with a mobile version for both iOS and Android to follow shortly after. The game has also been built to support cross-play across all platforms. If you can't compete with FIFA, pivot hard. And here we are. 
That's fair. Don't need to buy the new FIFA when you can just play a free Pez. Big brain. That's fair. Big brain time. Let's see how it plays out. I hope it plays well for him. I mean, the game's good. It's always been fun. Just uh, so many people get caught up in a licensing thing. And, like, I understand because I get caught up in a licensing too, but not for, like, FIFA. I get it caught up in for cards. Yeah. And it's a different game. It's much less arcadey like FIFA is. FIFA is a very arcade game. I'm interested to see how the new FIFA is. But it'd be interesting if a sport. Well, I guess no, because golf, they chopped that up too. They chopped it up, killed it, tried to rebuild it, and now are in like the weird state of it. So, yeah, it'd be interesting if like a sport didn't do exclusive licensing. What? I know, right? Crazy talk. Um, number nine, Gunzilla Games announced that Hollywood director Neil Blomkamp, Blom, 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 Blomkamp, Blom, Blom. I always want to say Blompunk when I see <laughs> his last close. name. Yeah, when I see his last name, though, like that's just kind of what happens. You happen in dys- dyslexia? I mean, uh, it's my my brain no good. Uh, <laughs> that is what I do. So gosh, I think good. <laughs> Neil Blomkamp <laughs> has been named. Yeah, helps it slow. Has <laughs> named. Has been named chief visionary officer. He will continue the studio uh, on its unnamed multi. He'll join the studio on its unnamed multi-platform AAA shooter, uh, which is being developed by teams in Los Angeles, Frankfurt, and Kiev. I just like the name Godzilla. Godzilla is interesting. It's a good name. Be funnier if they weren't making a shooter. Yeah, if they were Godzilla but making a puzzle game. Yeah, it'd be great. This is gonna be interesting because uh, he, I Sims. do like his, uh, his, you know, visionary eye. The title, yeah. Um, do you think he makes his... District Nine? I don't know. Maybe he makes the <laughs> rip off of Halo just... that he wanted to. to cause he oh yeah, to that's Halo. right. We gotta get tied into that. Want to do the Halo TV show? Fuck you, bottle of water. Uh, yeah. No, he did some good movies. I haven't seen Chappie. That's the one I haven't seen. I haven't seen Chappie either, and all my references are not good. <laughs> I just know it's got because the, the Diant word people in it. Oh, yeah, it does have a Diant word in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll be, I'll be, I'll, you know who all my references are from. Isn't it? Yeah, it's Funhouse, right? It's James. James, James yeah. specifically. Oh, baby. Chappie doesn't get AIDS. Maybe we don't get AIDS. <laughs> it's a Google Trends episode. They were trying to figure out when Chappie passed AIDS. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it Rough. happened. There was a timeline. Rough. Google searches were through the roof for Chappie. All right, number 10. Here we go. The Game Developers Choice Awards have come and gone. But here are the winners. Best debut. We're going to give to Phasmophobia. Game I bought and still haven't played. A game you messaged Dewey and I about two weeks ago and still haven't done anything about that. Well, you know, I'm not one of those people. You're not a streamer? I'm not uh, good at organizing uh, events. Planning. I'm not good at planning. (laughs) Keep going. I'm not good at keeping a schedule, like keeping keeping, uh, attendance, a, a date. You know, and like ah. doing it. 
yeah. following through. Not good at life. <laughs> Welcome to the new podcast where we just listen to Matt list things he's not good at. <laughs> we could do a long podcast on that. <laughs> just every just people start shouting things, and then he'll just say no. <laughs> yep, nope, not good at that one either. Another not, nope. All right, best design goes to Hades. Best mobile game, Genshin Impact. The Innovation Award goes to Dreams. Dreams. Was this a Beyond Echo? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> When's the last time you heard about Dreams? Right now. <laughs> oh, I just remember that there's a good story in coming up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best Narrative, The Last of Us Part Two. That's it's incorrect. Demonstrably, bullshit. Demonstrably incorrect. I hate this. I hate it. Oh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I've done it before. I'm not doing it again. But it's wrong. It's objectively wrong. Don't worry. It finishes strong. I, under- I understand where they're coming from, but it's not correct. They're like, oh, it's such an epic and yada yada. I'm like, Ghost of Tsushima is a better story. Yeah. And doesn't drag on for an entire chapter of nothing. Anyway. Jin Sakai. The best technology is Microsoft Flight Simulator. Best visual art, Ghost of Tsushima. Or Tsushima. Best VR AR game is Half-Life Alex. Audience Award, Ghost of Tsushima. And the game of the year, Hades. Good ending. <laughs> Fuck you, The Last of Us Part 2. The best part is, like, I feel like I can't... Say, there's certain times where you, I feel like we can't say that. Like, not not yeah. that we... No, I guess that's the wrong word. Because we say literally whatever we want here. That's We're not tied to anything. No one's ever paid us to do anything, so I'll just do whatever the hell I want. And even after they pay me, I'll probably still do whatever the hell I want. The uh, issue 
is that the reasons you and I hate it are not the reasons that the quote gamer incel nerds hate it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't give a shit about any of that. I just think it's written poorly. Yeah. I just, it's not satisfying at all. We're going to, we, I'm not, it's not, it's not even a satisfaction thing for me because I can understand the no satisfaction of like the idea of them going their own separate ways and whatever. It has a worse delay of nothingness than that Red Dead sequence of nothingness in like chapter three, where it's way longer than everything else. They talk before the island, before you go to Tahiti. Yeah, like how chapter three is unbelievably long. long. Yeah, it's that except worse because you feel like you're doing nothing. It's just like. And then they break their own story. The, you know, the other part is that they, I get annoyed with their own character development towards the end. Mm-hmm. Not the very ending, but the whole scene in the house. Yeah. It's been two years. We can talk about it. It's been a year. We can talk about it. Yeah. The whole um, Joe coming back. Mm-hmm. And that whole entire thing at the house. And then her just being like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to throw it all the way to go make a mistake. And then five minutes later, realize that's not the mistake I should have made. Yep. And then it's five minutes later to make a mistake, except then you have to go through an area that is almost an, it could have been an entire other game going mm-hmm. to Santa Monica. Yep. Oh, that game was Just painful. God, the pacing was so bad. Yeah, it really was. I mean, if it like, was Tahiti was paced better. Tahiti, which is out of literal fucking nowhere. Yeah. If it was significantly shorter and which would help with the pacing, if I would probably have a way more favorable attitude towards it but honestly there's two things i've said right well there's one thing i've said the one thing i just thought of the one thing i've said is it would have been better had uh ellie killed herself mm-hmm. and i that's a very strong and very hard to do take i think we just talked earlier about super hot taking out the the moat or like the mission where you kill yourself suicide is a very hard subject and it is not a light subject at all but i think all it would have almost been unbelievably character developmental had she just gotten so overcome and not known what the, and just ends it when she goes back to the house. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. It finds nobody. I, I would have just been probably right then been like game done. Yeah. Great. Wrapped it with a bow, pushed to the breaking point and, and snapped. The other option would have been to actually have part two and never touch Ellie until the end. Yeah. You play as Abby the entire way through. Ending stuff where you are Abby finding them in the cabin in the woods. That scene ends. Two ends. And you're waiting on part three where they have the meetup. Mm-hmm. But two is just Abby's story. And then it's her watching her murder Joel. Yeah. And then you stop the game there. And it's this glorious moment of everybody going, what the fuck? And then now you get to build anticipation for three. But, alas, here we are. Yep. I don't know. I More than anything else, I get frustrated with people's, like, acclaim of Last of Us Part 2. A little over overrated a bit. Um, I, I end up... It's the same thing. I get frustrated with that and then the frustration with... Uh, People's praise for the game without seeing the the clear faults, and then also people that don't like the game but don't like it for the wrong reasons. 
oh my god, this is woke shit. That's not a problem at all, honestly. No. Like, there's clearly, obviously, not a problem with it. And two, oh, it's shoved down our throats. What part of that is shoved down your throat, you idiot? Anyway. Yeah, silliness. Um, ah, ah. <laughs> on to some more upbeat stuff. Uh, uh, number <laughs> number 11. I don't think so. Activision Blizzard is being sued by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing over a, quote, frat boy, and quote, workplace culture that alleges has led to years of harassment and abuse targeting the women in its workforce. This is important to note before he even continues. This is the state, a government entity, suing Blizzard. Yep. Uh, Bloomberg reports that the suit uh, filed on July 20th is the culmination of a two-year investigation into publisher the publisher by the department, which says that Activision Blizzard's, quote, compliance with California's broad workplace protections is long overdue, end quote, while pointing out the lack of women in leadership positions at the company and the difficulties they have faced in gaining promotions. The suit also highlights enormous pay discrepancies at the executive level between women and men and says women are not only promoted more slowly, they're also terminated, quote, more quickly than their male counterparts, end quote. The company's frat boy workplace culture is also mentioned as a, quote, breeding ground for harassment and discrimination against women, end quote. Um, there... This was another one of the situations where the actual Bloomberg report article was really long, really in depth with examples, and frankly, um, it was a lot. So I read a decent part of the nineteen-page deposition. Yep, um, I think the, it was nineteen pages. Yeah, did you read the part about the um, the cube crawls? Yes. Yep. Drunken. Drunken. Picture a bar crawl. Now put it in a cubicle workspace with a bunch of dudes just boozed out of their minds wandering around to females' cubes. Yep. Very inappropriately. Yeah. Um, uh, then did you want to talk about the suicide story? I didn't get to the suicide story part. There was apparently a former employee who committed suicide while on a business trip because a supervisor had harassed to the point of also having brought, uh, I believe, butt plugs and lube on the trip. Wow. And that is in the suit. Intense. So, yeah, if you are, you know, curious about the inner workings of the suit, uh, read the report, uh, read it's the bad. deposition, um, and, you know, go from there. Uh, in related news, multiple gaming media outlets have said they will temporarily stop covering Activision Blizzard games in light of these allegations. Um, and today there was statements put out, um, one statement that we haven't seen is from the highest paid gaming CEO, um, who happens to be the Blizzard Activision CEO. Uh, he hasn't released the statement personally, just some peons have, um, they've been pretty bad. Yeah, they have not been good. Um, the only one that was like. I don't want. I don't want to say good, but the only one that has been like what you would expect has been from the Blizzard president, and it was basically just like this behavior is unacceptable. Jab, right? 
Yeah. Uh, Jalen Brick. Yep. Uh, this behavior is unacceptable, and you know we're going to look into it and do better. Yeah, it's like the only one that you actually expect out of a PR move. Yeah, it was it was a generic PR statement, which is what you'd expect. The ones that we got, we got the one from, uh, I can't remember who it was, but it was some someone underneath uh, Bobby there, and it was pretty um, adversary. Like uh, it was. It was kind of aggressive and hostile. Yeah, there there was also one that was in the Kotaku report, maybe or the maybe it was the Bloomberg where there was a quote from Blizzard where it was like them disagreeing with all the charges, mm-hmm. and it's it's one thing to get sued civilly because suing civilly is usually seen as the idea that you have a chance to win. Yeah, the government suing you is because they know they're going to win. They are sitting somewhere with a smoking gun. Yep. And it's over. So fix it. Yeah, it's not a good move to come in swinging like that either because, um, I mean, odds are, like what you're saying, they're not going to have a fighting chance. You might as well just accept it and, you know, try to be better. Like the Reddit post of the fucking Blizzard, or, yeah, the Blizzard statue. Yes. Outside, and they're like, well, this is aged like milk. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of things. Also, I have a, I have a solid bet that if California wanted to, and they already might have, obviously, it's been a two-year investigation, um, that they have more than enough. Like, they could basically probably walk X amount of witnesses to that stand, and it would be bad. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously, but we'll it, follow this. If you're going to be a piece develops. of shit like this, you deserve it. Yep. And it's kind of like it follows the the overarching trend in the industry of um, reformation. Yeah, toxic white male bullshit. There was, um, <clears throat> or I guess in some cases that it's not necessarily just a white male, but it's usually a toxic male. I think the Ubisoft one would be the argument, like it's not a white male, but they yeah, were which is where we we don't talk about it in this in this podcast. I don't think, but there was um, Ubisoft Singapore um, had some pretty the Assassin's Creed shit that happened right before Valhalla launched. Like, yeah, so there are a bunch of uh, part of it is also that oh my god, I don't know how to pronounce the guy's name. Efrish Asamurabi or something like that is named in the suit. Mm-hmm. He was the creative, he was like the lead or whatever, or something, something, whatever, in terms of wow, and ran and like silently left last year before Shadowlands. Mm-hmm. And there was never any like pomp and circumstance about it at all. It's just like, and he's no longer with the company. And he is named specifically in this suit. As, and he's been there since 2003, I think. So they were clearly like trying to cover... Yeah, so it was almost like, uh, you need to leave now, or this is going to get worse. And then it's like, oh, bad news, it's gotten worse. Yeah. And he is named specifically in the suit. Uh, and then, I believe also, Bobby is named. But Bobby is named as in having let it continued. Yeah. I mean that's the part that when, irritates like, me. They've known about it since he's been there since 2003. Mm-hmm. 
It, yeah. piss, it annoys the shit out of me. Yeet them all to the moon. Put them on a spaceship and make sure it crashes. Like, I don't I don't know what more you want. Obviously, change is what we want, but that's not the... Yeah, I mean, we probably could have done the whole podcast uh, shitting on Blizzard and Activision uh, this week. They had a rough... A rough week in the news. There was the... The Warcraft 3 right afterwards. Warcraft 3. They bottled it because they were just arguing. and Yeah. Yeah. The, uh... So the the guy... I'm going to refer to him as that from now on because I I don't remember how to pronounce the name and frankly, I'm going to forget his name. Uh, Has enough... He has a bunch of references in the game to him. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, One of them is a field marshal... Field marshal, I believe, in Stormwind as an NPC. And the post app, one of the first posts on like the subreddit after the like news and stuff broke, and people like dug through all the you know reports and yada yada, uh, was a post of a few horde players that flew there, murdered his body, and went, Don't worry, we took care of it. <laughs> it's like, fine, we'll take matters into our own hands. It's kind of funny, <laughs> but it's like, there, if you were really to be, if you were to be Blizzard and try to scrub him from the game, you have a lot you need to remove. Um, which I think you should. I think you should work on doing that. But like, you you need to almost implore the community at some point to be like, we're gonna grab everything we can think of. Please tell us where the other ones are that we're going to miss, because you know they're gonna miss them. They've been there since two thousand three. There's gonna be a ton of references. Uh, but yeah, just be better. This isn't hard. It's not hard to you know not be a giant shit bag. I think I do pretty decent at not being an entire shit bag, and at least definitely not in this regard. Okay, I'm arrogant, but I won't push. Fair. I won't do this shit. This is disgusting. Well, uh, there you go. There's the video game industry, uh, a portion of the video game industry as it stands now. And we will. Uh, What's worse is they're not alone. We will watch it. You know I mean, I mean, certainly not. And it, honestly, it's the other... generally the bigger companies that have an issue with it. So I'm yeah. sure we'll see more. The kick is there's we a saw... few big ones that we haven't seen mentioned. And yeah, I just keep I'm, waiting. I'm sure the other shoe will drop here at some point. Yeah. I mean, the kick, well, not the kick, but the Ubisoft shit was big last year. And they made the immediate move of hiring outside investigations, entire third party, and then just going, okay. We fire based on your recommendations, and we'll, we'll do what we need to do. Which, hey, it's a good idea to not play judge, jury, and executioner. Because you're bias. So Ubisoft did it decently. Albeit too late, went out for too long, always does. That's how this works. It's not good, but it's just the, the case. The, the Blizzard one's the next one. You know, next quotes where everybody we all wanted to think it, but this this isn't also a news story. There have been those allegations getting thrown around at Blizzard that shit's been going wrong. We've talked about it before, where there has been something along these lines happening and yada yada yada. But now it's the state suing them, so now it's like, hey, shit's about to go down. And again. We're we're tip of the iceberging at the industry as a whole, so I won't be surprised. Well, I'd be surprised, but I'd also not be surprised to see 
a lot of very large studios quickly doing internal reviews and quickly hiring outside PR help to start figuring out, are we about to have a problem? You should have done it anyway, but you better do it now. Purge. That's the other. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen anything in this WoW subreddit. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have been using Arthas's purging of Strathholm and quoting him as being like, this entire company must be purged. <laughs> and Uther and Jaina, who normally in that scenario say, no, I can't follow you this time, Arthas, or whatever. You're not my king or something like that. Or we're like, actually, you know, no, no, we agree. Let's burn it all down. Burn the whole thing down. Uh, number 12, let's move to a joke. We got a little bit of a skull and bones update via an insider report from Kotaku. Apparently, the game has been in development for eight years and has already cost Ubisoft $120 million. It began as a pirate MMO, similar to Rare's Sea of Thieves, then became a more focused session-based multiplayer game, then a survival of craft- survival crafting adventure, and now, apparently nobody working on it really knows what the game is now. Nate's only been saying that since it launched, or at least got debuted. Uh, One developer Kotaku spoke to described Skull and Bones as Ubisoft's version of Anthem, in that small slices of the game may look good, but the underlying mechanics and content aren't there. I've only said this literally since we saw it. That is going to be a gigantic problem. So apparently it's one of those uh, situations to where they've sunk so much money into it that... Yeah, it's on cost fallacy. Yep. And uh, it's being subsidized by the Singapore government. <laughs> oh, that's good. Because it's uh, obviously it's it's main mainly being developed outside of uh, Ubisoft Singapore, and, um, and they're like, listen, just <laughs> and that's the whole thing. It's like the Singapore government said that they would like help pay for it as long as it was a new IP created in Singapore. So I can understand the wanting to have a little bit of a claim to it, but uh, oof, maybe not this one. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny you put that story in after your hashtag on, during the week. You remember what you hashtagged me? Oh yeah, Nate. Nate is always right. I think it's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> when I said EA Play is about to be really underwhelming. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of EA Play. EA Play 2021. What's EA got for us? <laughs> that should be the subtitle for all of them. <laughs> Xbox. What 20... you got for us? What you got for us? Um, what where, where is you trying to sell me? A little bit of a different... I don't know, actually. It's not so much of a different EA Play. Um, all digital. Yep, all digital. Uh, no, no uh, in the actual EA Play event, like conference event, I guess you'd want to call it, uh, they didn't really do any sports stuff. They no, save those for standalone yeah. streams. Yeah, like their own their own panels and stuff, which I didn't cover because I just didn't. And so, fun fact: we're not going to cover it because I'm not going to talk about it. Either. I'll talk about one thing, FIFA. I'll talk about one thing. Okay. Um. All right. So first up, we got. You want to go? You want to go FIFA first? Or you want to do this first? I'll, I'll do the FIFA thing for right. real quick. Uh. So EA Play hosted by Austin Creed. Mm-hmm. We'll throw that out there. Yep. Very energetic. Great job. Mm-hmm. Almost too energetic. Let's tone yep. it down a little bit, but that's just me. Pessimistic. Can't be too happy. Uh, 
the FIFA thing, the cool tech they showed was that instead of homebrewing their animations, they, or not even necessarily homebrewing because they did do some mocap usually, but they would only have like three or four people in a studio at a time. They actually had the technology and used some machine learning AI and yada yada, and they played a full 11 v 11 soccer game with everybody wearing motion tractors and everything else to grab what actually it looks like in a game. So I was like, it, the, the new tracking technology just seemed very cool. Yeah, that's really for all. sure. They wore a jumpsuit basically uh, underneath their regular. Yeah, jumpsuit with a bunch of pads stuck onto it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I, th- I think the quote was that they added 4,000 new animations this year, mm-hmm. which some people get very confused on what an animation means. Um, I I believe, and I'm not I'm not the developer. I'm not the developer at EA, but um, I believe their definition of animation is like a foot moving one way, or like a leg moving one way, or whatever. Not the complete animation set you see when somebody actually like jumps and shoots, which is probably like thirty animations together to make one fluid image happen. So it's not like you know. Oh, I got stuck in an animation. It's like, well, there's probably like 17 of those going off right now, but but yeah, still, 4,000. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see some some gameplay, maybe some bugs if it didn't go well. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. Maybe. Um, I just want to see FIFA play differently for the first time in a few years. The top end is, I just don't like watching it. It's yeah, ter- it's, yeah, terrible to watch. For me, who actually enjoys soccer. Okay. Uh, so, in the actual, like, EA Play conference. Main event. Uh, they showed Grid Legends from Codemasters out sometime in 2022. Uh, it'll have a live-action story mode in the form of a documentary, like Drive to Survive, kind of. Uh, there'll be a reference you might need to explain. (laughs) It's Netflix's formula one documentary. Uh, there'll be open wheel racers, uh, big rigs, touring cars, and more. Um, I did see a Shelby Cobra 289 FIA in there. Nice. And they said you could have mixed type races. Yep. Mixed type races. So put those big rigs up against the open wheels and crash them constantly. Yep. So... I'm intrigued, but the last, like I told you downstairs, last time I played Grid, the driving felt like shit to me, so I'm hoping it feels different. Yeah, I feel the same way. I played Grid, and I wasn't, it wasn't great. I was not impressed. Big yawn. For a game that's supposed to be like a racing game, it almost felt like Burnout, except Burnout actually felt good to drive. Yeah. Burnout it's felt good, good to drive, where Grid was like, wanted to be Burnout. Yeah. Which is a very weird comparison. Hey, now, I don't they're, know, like, now they're both owned by EA. The whole like story mode thing, I don't know what it is with racing games, but they always seem cringy. Oh, super, super cringy. And this one seems no different. To yeah. Me. yeah, yeah. It's it. We we are killing single player games, but we will give you a racing story no matter what you say. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? It's just it's, it's ridiculous. Um. Next up is Lost in Random, the gothy gothic. Oof. Can I can talk? I swear, the gothic fairy tale inspired action adventure from Swedish game studio Zoink. It's due out September tenth. Uh, Valen Studios announced Knockout City season two, 
which contains a map of ever-changing movie-inspired arenas called the Hollowwood Drive-In. A new ball, a new playlist, uh, gear, and rewards. Fight at the Movies launches July 27th. Seems to be doing good. I I forgot it existed. Do you remember Rocket League? Or sorry, Rocket Arena? Nope. Oof. Rough. Their other 3v3 game where you play just with a bunch of rockets? So dumb. Uh, Apex Legends Emergence is the next major update for the Battle Royale and launches August 3rd. And there was a new new dude, right? New Seer? Seer, yeah, that was right. Yeah, with, new legend. With uh, fucking drones. He's got drones that come out of his chest. Yeah. Whack. You got chest drones. I, I wouldn't mind having <laughs> some uh, some chest drones. Little... Bing, 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 bing. Okay. Matt is available for uh, sound effects work at the email address of what you just heard. Translate that into words, and that's the email address at hotmail.com. Exactly. Hotmail. Whoa. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) EA unveiled Battlefield Portal, which leaked earlier. Uh, Battlefield Portal will include six remastered maps, two each from Battlefield 1942 which is the Battle of the Bulge in El Alamein. Uh, Battlefield Back Company 2. <laughs> I don't know why you struggled through that. I don't know either. I can't say that one. Uh, Val- Valparaiso? Valparaiso. Yeah. Right, you got Valparaiso. Uh, Erica Harbor. And then Battlefield 3, Caspian Border, and No Shark Canals. Yep, No Shark. I remember both of those. Caspian Border, by the way, was the map that I was trying to explain to you the one time when I said that map that was very open that initially was only available on PC during the demo, that's Caspian Border. That's the one that has that giant tower that you... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm not like... A, I don't play a lot of these games. I don't play these games a lot when I do play them. And I never remember the map names. I remember those two, but I played a lot of Battlefield 3 with the boys. Yeah. I also remember Battle of the Bulge from... Or, uh, I remember the two Bad Company maps, and I remember Battle of the Bulge from... I feel, like they, I feel like they used that in a different one as well. But I might be wrong about that, because I didn't play 1942. But I felt like they used that map somewhere else. I might be wrong, though. Uh, the maps have been brought up to the standards of Battlefield 2042. So they are sexy. They can all be played up to 128 players on PC and next-gen consoles. And Battlefield 1942 maps also receive destructibility. Burning down the map. Burning down the countryside. Uh, overall, <laughs> overall, this means there will be 40-plus weapons, 40-plus vehicles, and 30-plus gadgets available from three different theaters of war. It's a lot of theaters. That is in addition to the seven maps plus arsenal, vehicles, and gadgets from Battlefield 1942. It's 19. Battlefield 2042 itself. <laughs> uh, all playable in Battlefield Portal. Uh, classic factions and soldier archetypes will also make a uh, comeback. Uh, it's the builder that truly makes Battlefield Portal shine. Anyone, including those who don't even own Battlefield 2042, will be able to go to a web-based platform and create unique game experiences. Uh, this can be done in a simpler way, that is to say by tweaking the settings, or in a more advanced way through a visual scripting tool that manipulates game elements called Logic Blocks. Anybody that's done any block coding... And something as simple as like 
Oh, God, was it called? Scratch, I think. It's the same thing. It's drag and drop blocks with variables inside of them that you change. Mm-hmm. Easy. Easy. Easy peasy. And I love the... I, I'm so for it. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed it's called Portal. I think we both agree Hub was better. Yeah. Uh, to give you guys an idea, the trailer that they use for it and some of the game modes, they show off... Uh, is it Germany from 1942 going off against... Is it Bad Company 2 or Battlefield 3? I think it's both. Like, but, yeah, the different scenes, but yes. Uh, soldiers with just defibrillators, and the Germany team has just knives. So it, the entire map is knives versus defibrillators, and that's it. Yeah. There's a couple like caveats there where um, at launch, you're not going to be able to mix um, factions on the same team. Right. So, like, the t- each team has to be a 100% same faction. Yep. Um, and then I think they plan on adding in, the like, the rest of the Battlefield content as time goes on. Yeah, but still, there's a lot of potential for some community shit to get played more than the actual game. Oh, yeah, it's going to be whack. The fucking, the one game mode they're playing where it was, like, a shit ton of drone robots versus, like, a tank. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that type of stuff. Or the one where they just, yeah, they were sending out the... Uh, with the bomb defusal guys that used to be a perk in Battlefield 3, whatever the guys with the arm at the end mm-hmm. that would just zap things, and there was like 18 of them just all riding across the desert. It's like, I'm so ready for this. Yeah. The Spitfire dogfighting with an F-22. Whack. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then last... Or the, uh, the best clip of the German soldiers launching their jeep equivalent into an osprey with dynamites attached to it there's gonna be so much like just ridiculous youtube clips oh yeah it's going to be it's going to be one of the it is going to be one of the biggest battlefield moment games that we've had in the last 10 years oh yeah like only in battlefield no quite literally it's interesting because i kind of i you can very much foresee like Battlefield Portal outshadowing twenty forty two, yeah, twenty forty two, like out, yep. outshining twenty forty two. There's and we're also we're about to look at those guys that used to jump out of uh, fighters and shoot the RPGs and get back in as amateurs. <laughs> That's about to happen. Yeah, it's gonna be whack. I I hope what we saw the one kind of guys doing where they dropped in like a four man uh, squad of the twenty forty two specialists versus. World War whatever, 1942 Germany or something, and they were going through like stealth killing things and yada yada. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping people can actually build stealth missions a la the Battlefield 3 Spec Ops where you cranked it up to veteran difficulty and had to, in order to get three stars, never get detected, and you had to be very stealthy. I had so much fun doing those. I have so many fond memories of sitting on the same we were on a futon, side by side of like, alright, hold on. I gotta shoot. Alright, I need you to crouch in front of me so I can shoot that camera. Alright, shoot the camera, shoot the guy in the head. Three, two, one. Alright, we're good. Slow and just like sneaking around. And you end up finding a camera somewhere that you got that you didn't know about. Get detected and you're like, gotta restart. And you get to you get to a point where you're somehow like murders murderously efficient in stealth. Mm-hmm. So there's no counting anymore. You just need to rush to that point. So it's just bang, bang. <laughs> back to that point, you're like, alright. Now we're immediately back to being slow. Everybody crouch. I want some like whack uh castle defense shit where it's like you know like 
a modern, a small modern team with all modern weapons defending a point against like hordes of like 1942 troops with like 1942 weapons. Okay, yeah, yeah. I also like the one that we saw from, I don't remember, was it Gabitron? It was the uh, random loadout situation. Mm -hmm. Just because random loadouts can always end up being fun because depending on what you get stuck with, there's a solid chance you become a suicide bomber. Mm -hmm. Just like, well, I have a knife. Yeah. It's like a Battlefield's version of like gun game. Yeah, except gun game where you you're guaranteed pro- to progress to another tier, and you know what that tier is going to be. Mm-hmm. This is just hope for the best. Yep, <laughs> chaos. If you end up with an LMG and that your entire other team accidentally respawns with knives or just dynamite, you're like, it's gonna be a good game. Good game. <laughs> but then if you are the, on the opposite team, you're like, I'm gonna go stealth for a while and just run all the way around to throw a dynamite from behind. <laughs> Uh, last up, uh, EA Motive is working on the Dead Space remake. Uh, it's going to be next gen only. Yes. Uh, no release window, but it is a from the ground up remake using the Frostbite engine. So, what scares you more about that? There's one word. Um, Frostbite. Frost- I think it's kind of weird because, like, I, I think in this instance, that might like Frostbite's fine. I guess there's two things that scare me, then. Frostbite and motive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's probably too early. Yes. I guarantee this is at least two years out. Yeah, it's too early to be showing it. The whole From the Ground Up remake kind of worries me because, like, that... If it was, like, a genuine From the Ground remake, cool. I just hope they don't try to, like change too much like try to make the story better or something like that right like i don't want them to change anything but they needed to do a ground up remake to actually get the full sound like if they're rtxing dead space one its sound was one of its best factors so do you just hate water bottles yes um it's if they ray trace everything yeah, if you do RTI, yeah, ray trace your lighting and retrace your sound in a Dead Space game, it's going to be unbelievably terrifying. And then you also need to rebuild it so that way you don't just slap a skin on it and go, it's remastered. Like, no, you that game deserves to have the full love and care of getting rebuilt and so many triangles put into it. So many. You can't even count the triangles. Yes. Anyway, here's some stuff that we didn't talk about. Or uh, do you have anything more on EA? Uh, nope. I mean, uh, they. I mean, they showed us stuff, but obviously, Dead Space we we won't see for a while. It's probably shown us too early. And um, Battlefield, just give it to me already. Um, it's like me at the bar. Yep. Apex Legends, I don't really care about. I'm sure it'll be fun. Knockout City, definitely don't care about. Lost and Random, don't really care about. Grid Legends, I am curious, but I don't have a lot of faith. Yeah, it's one of those, like, depending on when it comes out, if there's something else I want to play on EA Play, maybe. Mm -hmm. But I won't get it for that. Yeah. Anyway, here we go. Things we didn't talk about. Ferrari is partnering with Epic Games to bring the 296 GTB to Fortnite. Epic says the Ferrari will play like other vehicles in Fortnite, but will sound like the real car. I don't know what Fortnite is anymore. 
advertisements for kids so they can use their mom's credit card to buy a Ferrari 296 GTV. I want that story to happen. That would be so funny. <laughs> I wanted I, uh, the car from the game, so I spent $3 million. I'm sorry. <laughs> I saw two Lamborghinis today. No, yeah. I saw somebody with a brand new Corvette convertible. The C8? The new, new one? I think so. It was the newest one I've seen. It would look, it looked future-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably a new C8. It was, it was obviously red. Yep. And it, the guy was old. And it was in Rome. I uh, stopped to get gas at my normal place today, and uh, I pulled in, and right next to the pump that I was at was a lime green Lamborghini uh, convertible of some kind. Aventador? No. Gallardo. I think it was. Um, Two two of the more popular ones. uh, On the way up here, coming down uh, 12, was another Lamborghini, which this one was clearly... More expensive. Ah. And that one, because the one at the gas station was Mercy? convertible. So, you know, like... Uh, Could have been a Mercy. Maybe. It was... Uh, it... it I want to say it was, like a dark, it was like a dark purple, maybe, or like a dark blue. And it had like a red uh, lip, uh, like a red red trim on the uh, front, front spoiler, like front oh. uh, air dam. It was like one of those ones where you see it and you're like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that was weird. Huh. Uh, number two, Splitgate has more than 600,000 downloads and has reached over 50,000 concurrent players. Hey, way to go, Splitgate. Yeah. Good job. Keep doing you. Uh, Ubisoft announced that it will be ending the free to play mobile RPG Tom Clancy's Elite Squad. Wednesday was the last update and servers will shut down on October 4th. That went well. That's interesting, considering you're going to try to do the same thing with your new shooter that we didn't talk about. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that one. X-Defiant. Huh. I totally forgot about that. I didn't even notice until this story, and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that. Anyway, uh, they have a new free-to-play shooter coming out, uh, arena-based shooter that is doing what the Elite Squad did, where it's pulling from all the universes of Tom Clancy. To put characters in from that. Yeah. Not mobile, though. No. This not, one just looks like... That. Baby? It might be part of it? What's that? There might be mobile? Maybe. I feel like there was a mobile... I mean, it, it literally just but... looks like a mishmash of... It looks like... Yeah, it just looks like a mishmash of, like... I'm intrigued Rainbow to see Six how... Rainbow Six and... Yeah, I'm just intrigued to see how it feels. And, and uh, Ghost Recon? Yeah, Ghost Recon. There's also, one more, too. Also Tom Clancy. Splinter Cell? They have, in the image for Splinter they have one of the guys wearing the night vision, so. Well, maybe. I mean, those are the four franchises. Splinter, Ghost Recon, Division, and Rainbow Six. It's got, like, vibes from the new Rainbow Six game. That's not out yet. Extraction. A little bit, but... More movement, yeah. More extraction, you're supposed to go slow, obviously. And even rainbow, regular Rainbow Six, you'd go slow because you're breaching, clearing almost. Mm-hmm. Where this has more of a fast paced shooter, so I'm intrigued to try it. Yeah. Number four, Epic has announced that it has bought 3D marketplace Sketchfab with the acquisition. The company's aim to quote 
make 3D, AR, and VR content more accessible to creators, end quote. Sketchfab will not be rebranded and will continue to operate independently while working closely with Epic. Probably become available very quickly in their store. Yep. Number five, Sony, or the five of this section anyway. Sony has already updated the PS5 digital. It's lost about 300 gigs of weight. 300 grams, sorry. Can't do this to me. What do you think we are? Some (laughs) metric-using country? My bad. It's lost about 300 grams of weight, but the dimensions have stayed the same. The current theory is that the fan and heat sink have been downsized. Or removed. (laughs) Don't need that shit. (laughs) What? Cool your things? Screw you. You can just buy another one and it breaks. They're so easy to get. (laughs) I don't know what that was. Anyway, it's been seven days. What you been up to? Uh, Not much. Um, Playing Mass Effect 3. Kind of quit halfway through the week. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Did you finish quit? it again at some point? I was going to say, did you, did you quit playing or did you just quit for the week? I just quit for the week. I was just like, yeah, I'm good. Um, I mean, I'm like, I've got to be pretty close to, to the end because I did like, I did my normal thing where I went around, did all the side quest stuff. So, um, gotcha. Watched Unbreakable the other day. It's a good movie. I like it. Um, did you get to the scene where he's standing there with the eye beam? With the IB. Is that Unbreakable? It might be a different one you're thinking of. Unbreakable is the first first one. With just Bruce Willis in it. Nope. This definitely doesn't have Bruce Willis in it. Well, I lisped that real hard. Unbreakable I just, is the, I just uh, said Bruce Willis. Oh, what am I? Mike Tyson? Give me your ear. One, the, where it's split in glass of the sequels. Oh, yeah. Not at all what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of a different movie. One where like the guy's in like an internment camp or something. He's being held by the Japanese, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about the World War Two thing. Yeah, yeah, and he's hold. They made him make him like hold an I beam above his head. Yeah, it's, that's, that's punishment. Yeah, they're, like they're putting him on a on display, and he just refuses to break type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's also called Unbreakable. Okay, as long as it's also called Unbreakable, and I'm not insane, but I'm not positive that you know I'm right. So. Uh, that's about it for me. I mean, did baby photos, like pregnancy photos, I guess you call them. I don't know. And, uh, yeah, that's my life. What are you up to? I I mean, you know, same as, same as usual, World of Warcraft and, uh, football manager and yeah, those things. That's basically it. MLB the show. Just usual. Mm-hmm. Same rinse and repeat, same stuff as always. Yep, I feel you. Yeah, not much has uh, not much has changed. Shocking. <laughs> we're not we're not to the point yet where I said things were going to change, so we got a little bit, a little bit to go before we get there, and then we'll see how much things actually change, <laughs> or if I just burn through the content that I need to burn through. Yeah. That's the other part for the course for me is until we hit like October where Battlefield comes out, everything else is going to be kind of slammy. Where it's like, yep, got it, done, got it, done, got it, done, got it. I don't even know what's out next that I care about. Far Cry. 
that you care about. Is that out like October sixth? Oh, it's so far away. There's nothing else before that. I'm gonna have to look into that. That you care about? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you go look and tell me I'm wrong. What are we in? July? <sighs> Believe it or not, yeah, we are in July. Okay. July. Do you want to have this as in the podcast or would you like to end? I don't really care. I mean, we can end it. I don't think anyone really cares about what I'm doing in my life. That's true. All right, so we'll see you guys in seven days. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.